0: God bless everybody and good morning. This is Brooke and I am just wanting to um, share a passage that I read from an author, a pastor. His name is Hobart Freeman, and I'm reading this book Deeper Life in the Spirit. Now this is an old oldie but goodie, a classic uh, book and um, I think this is important because the Holy Spirit has put on my heart about the oneness in Christ in the church and what that means and so we've got to identify you know what's going on with the church today so reading from page 132 dr Hobert freeman talks about i believe he's a doctor um, he talks about the identification of the body and who we are how we identify within the body of christ so he says, it's, it is our identification with the body, which is the least understood and the most difficult for some to adjust their thinking to. We have found in our experience in the ministry that it is this concept almost more than anything else, which will separate those who are making total consecration and have accepted the crucified way from nominal Christians. What exactly is meant by, quote, identification with the body of Christ? When the Spirit baptizes the believer into the body in the experience of regeneration, we see in 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen, whatever identity he had before he was saved is now to be surrendered to the oneness of the body of Christ. This is not, of course, the annihilation of one's personality, but it means that in Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3.28. It means that there ceases to be any further expression of selfish individualism or promotion of one's personal interests. for the ground is level at the foot of the cross, and the many-membered body of Christ is one. This truth which is being restored was lost long ago, and so today when one is saved, baptize into the body he joins some institutional church of his choice where he comes when he can to hear a sermon each week and deposit his offering while he continues to live his own life plan his own future and conduct his affairs without any concern for how these things affect the rest of the body which is which he is a vital part He does not even know that he is supposed to be concerned, sincerely believing that within certain limits, how he conducts himself as what he does with his personal life are of no concern to anyone but himself or his immediate family. With such an erroneous conception of his relationship to the body, then he soon conforms to the general practice today, which means that he attends church when he wants and If he does not want to, he doesn't. If he wishes to serve the body, he serves. He withholds or contributes to its financial needs as the notion strikes him and feels it is his democratic right to agree or disagree with its teachings as he sees fit and would consider it an effrontery to suggest he surrender his individualistic spirit for oneness in the body. Moreover, since he has never been taught that his relationship to the body is spiritual and permanent, having been baptized into it by the spirit, but believing that his relation to the body is sustained by a, quote, church letter, then if he becomes dissatisfied or is offended by one group, he feels that he is free to transfer this relationship to some other church, quote, or refrain from fellowship with any group as he chooses. The fallacy of such a reasoning, which is characteristic today, results from an erroneous conception of the true nature of the church, which is thought of as an organization instead of an organism. If the body of Christ is an organism and one separates himself from this, he will atrophy and die and the body will suffer. The branch cannot live if it separates itself from the vine. However, if the church is an organization as it is conceived to be today, which one joins like he does a lodge or a club, then his relationship is more or less impersonal and detached and his private life and interests are no one's affairs except his own. The church today has become an organization which one joins and feels no real responsibility to. It is an institution run for us by others the church in the new testament however is an organism not something one joins but something he is baptized into by the spirit if one is a christian then he already belongs to it and is a vital part of it he is identified with it sustaining such an inseparable relation to it and the other members that whatever he says and the other members that whatever he says does thinks and believes has its effect upon it whether he knows it or not. First Corinthians 12, 26. The arm is identified with the body and is a vital part of it. An arm has no meaning or usefulness apart from serving the body. When surgeons remove it, remove an arm from the body, it dies and it must be disposed of. So it is with one's relationship and identification with the body of Christ. Therefore, your conception of the nature of the church, the body of Christ, whether as an organism consisting of various members is in vital union with each other, depending upon one another for life and strength. Or is it an organization to which men may or may not belong as they choose will largely determine your attitude toward discipleship and the ministry of the body. That is such a powerful passage. And if you were able to listen, good for you. Um, I definitely love the scripture or his word that talks about many church goers right now. You know, they forsake discipleship. They think of it as an organization and they treat it much like a club or a lodge and they don't take priority in it. A lot of times, you know, we have to take priority and be intentional. I Had an experience with someone who says, Well, they always tend to just miss those days that we gathered for prayer. And I, you know, and I can look back and I can see why, um, you know, reasons that come about. But the long end of the story is that this person wasn't being intentional and they were treating the church as more of an organization and it was more of a lack of faith and trust. It wasn't so much, Oh, this work obligation came up. Or that phone call happened. It was not a priority. That person doesn't see themselves as an organism within the body that's that's, uh, vital, uh, to to be alive and to sustain. And you know, we often wonder why the church has gotten so weak. And. There can be many things to talk about, but what we should be encouraged is that if there is a regenerated heart and we're consecrated to Jesus Christ, we really have to take it serious and we have to go through this um, selfless, you know, crucify the flesh, crucify the, the part of us that wants to kind of entertain religion or an organization or just... Uh, satisfy our own conscience. We need to crucify that, and we really need to uh, make a decision. There was a um, pastor recently in reference that 2024 was going to be the valley of decision. Well, indeed, it is going to be a valley of decision because as the world is getting more pressed um, and evil is becoming more exposed, there's going to be a decision of do you do you just subliminally walk with the evil? whether you realize it or not, because of omission of Christ in your life? Or do you take a stand and really step out of that comfort zone that you've been in? Yes, because for many of us, indeed, it has been a comfort zone, but it is going to be a decision. And um, we really got to open our eyes and... Listen to what the spirit is saying for each and every one of us. And we do need to lean heavily on each other because the power of Christ is not going to just come through individualism. It's going to come through a, a body that's coalesced, a body that is united, that needs each other, a body that's disciples. a a body of Christ that is powerful and is in oneness because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and because of a crucified life so I'm encouraged I just wanted to encourage all of you God bless you I just pray that you would just soak in the scriptures in John 17 um, when Jesus he spent that entire chapter praying for his disciples and praying for himself and for us and let us take the words of our king seriously and let us be transformed and renewed in the spirit and let us get ready for the battles to come because we don't wage war with you know flesh and with guns and ammunition we wage war in the spirit with gathering and fasting and intercession and first and foremost in oneness. So God bless you all.